I mean, it's it's down to the message, isn't it? Like you said, the audio itself, the quality, you have to have your basic quality there, but it's it's what it's delivering is what matters. It's the message, the voice, and that all comes down to, you know, who it is you're talking to, uh, you know, the message that you're giving, the, the problem you're solving for them. Like, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Like people are actually, um, we're all a bit selfish. We all want to make sure that we're getting the best use of our time. So to get somebody to listen to 30 minutes or an hour of audio, you have to tell them what's in it for them. That was the voice of Colin Gray. Colin's a podcaster, international speaker, PhD, and founder of The Podcast Host and Alitu. Colin started out in astrophysics before realizing how much math you had to do. Turns out podcasting has less math and more interesting puzzles. True. Now he's been in podcasting for 12 years and aims to help everyone to get their voice heard. So this talk was so, so interesting. We touched on a lot of actionable tips that I think people can turn around and use tomorrow on their podcast. And if you've ever looked up guides on starting podcasts or anything to do with podcast education, I'm willing to bet that you've come across the podcast host already. It's the number one player in the podcast education space. It kind of felt like talking to a celebrity today because we have been listening to Colin and his co-host Matthew on their podcast Podcraft for years. He was a huge reason why I started uh, Podigy the way I did and and took the company the where I did. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I just think this is a great episode um, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Colin, how are you doing today? I'm really good, thanks, actually. Yeah, how about you guys? Good. Really good. Thank you. Really, really excited. excited. Yeah, to, to give a brief, uh, like a very brief little background uh, when I started Podigy about five years ago, Colin's podcast and his uh, his website, the podcast host and his podcast, Podcraft, um, which we'll link below, helped me immensely. It was just like a plethora of free information uh, on podcasting and everything. I was taking notes. I bought books um, and I would contribute probably like 80% of my first kind of knowledge intake from all of Colin's content. It's and I think the podcast host is the number one player in the podcast education space, right? Oh yeah, I, I would say that. I well, always I, you always come up. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. It's so good to know. It's 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 always amazing to hear people who have actually used our content to actually you know create podcasts. Never mind create a whole podcast company. So yeah, right? really great to hear that. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, you 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 do great stuff, and you're a great teacher, and um. And then also your your co-host Matthew is I, I love listening to you guys and we'll uh we'll totally link all that stuff below. I also it's love your guys' accents. <laughs> yeah, it's all Matthew. Yeah. I, I love uh I love your accents too. I I, I really they're so cool. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's funny. It's not uh we always I mean you guys will do the same, but when you're talking to new podcasters, you always try and figure out, you know, what's your what's your uniqueness? What can stand out? And yeah. uh certainly it's less unique these days, but when we started, yeah, like pff, close to 10 years ago, I think we were the only Scottish people teaching podcasting, so, so you know, funny. lean in, use what you've got. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> That's great. When I first started listening to it, my English wasn't that good cuz I'm Italian and ah, Okay. I had to really focus at first. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, she has troubles difficult. with accents. So My yeah. English was not good. 
Well, try. It, it's good that we don't record our podcast and, um, you know, our Friday night drinks after uh, work. Our accents <laughs> tend to get a little bit stronger at that point. So we'll try and avoid uh, that. Just oh, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so people heard your bio um, and, yeah, you've done, like, a lot of speaking and stuff. And, and everything is kind of centered around um, the podcast host and also Alatu. And so you don't have to go into too much detail because it'll all be linked. But... Um, what what is the like what is the backstory of of you and podcasting how did you start into this world yeah it was back in i was working as a as a lecturer so i was in education that's kind of my background is teaching um so i was working at a university in edinburgh uh, and uh, we were looking at i taught how to use technology to teach people more effectively and one of the fancy new techs that came along in what 2004 or 5 it started but i think i discovered it in 2007 ish um i was asked to look at podcasting by my boss actually so i was like oh the podcasting so i went off and tried to find some and um i just i fell in love with the medium really over you know a few months just that you know the the intimacy that you feel like that kind of one to one feeling of podcasting compared with the the in depth content as well how much you can learn from it the fact that you can do it all in the background so it makes like an hour walk feel like it's productive never mind just the the exercise that's just all of those things came together to really I don't know love the medium and then from there it was just started writing about it really just everything that I was learning I wrote on the podcast host um, and I think it was partly a you know right time right place that kind of started to gain a fair bit of traction um, and and the story went from there really went through all the iterations to where we are now which is really the the education side of things on the podcast host and uh, the software to help people actually do it on Alitu. Yeah so this is this has been a, a, a long time coming then you're You've been yeah. yeah, you've been at this for a long time. That's really cool. Yeah, a few years. <laughs> yeah, totally. Super before, cool. Before, uh, like long before it, it gained serious popularity. Yeah, there was. I mean, I still remember the days of copying files, like audio files, from my computer via USB uh, cable onto like a you know a USB stick. Um, what do you call it? MP3 player? Essentially, yeah. you know, a dedicated MP3 player. Even before yeah. iPods and stuff like that, it was crazy. Holy. Yeah, it was. It's definitely easier to listen now. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, one of the things that I like to do on our show is um, try to keep things like actionable. Um, there's a, a lot of podcasts that are, you know, kind of more con- conceptual. Conceptual, um, but I do like to kind of give people something that they can walk away with, sort of like what you guys do with um, with your show. And so one of the things that I did was I like I looked through um, a bunch of your podcast episodes on the titles and things. Lots of them I had already heard. Some of them I hadn't listened to yet. Uh, and I just thought that there's a lot of really great questions in there. Um, and I know that each of them is is like a whole episode. And so, you know, like 45 minute episode. But um, it'd be cool to just get sort of like a brief summary on a few things. And so I guess the... The first thing that I wanted to ask is when you go to launch a new show and um I'm not actually sure if 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 you help people launch shows I'm sure that you do but I'm sure you've launched tons and tons of podcasts when you go to launch a new show now in 2023 what are a few of the the main things that you need to keep in mind or um like actionable tips for launching a new podcast 
Do you know, I think it's it's funny how little has actually changed over the last five, ten years around that, because it's the tech has changed, like mics, software, that kind of stuff. Some of that's changed, but even though so many people, I'm sure you guys see it as well, like people overvalue that so much. They think like yes. it matters so much what host you choose, what microphone you choose, all that kind of stuff. They think that's what makes a success of a podcast. But it's nothing to do with that, really. As long as you've got that kind of base level of quality, you've got like a, a decent USB mic that you just plug into your computer. As long as you've got that, everything else is kind of just, you know, try and automate as much as you can. And really what it comes down to is that strategy up front. Like it's that kind of, I often call it maybe the, the problem solution uniqueness Absolutely. triad. Yeah. It's a great so way it's to all put around it. that. Yeah. So I, I think that that's the thing that still matters. I mean, is it, is it worth going into that a little bit? Well, absolutely. Like, so what you're essentially saying is that is, is what I've kind of been thinking and saying for, for a few years now, which is that, um, as an audio production company, the audio is actually quite insignificant. It's, uh, the the amount of podcasts that I've listened to with the worst audio quality you could imagine recorded <laughs> from like some live talk, but you just bear with it because the message is so in- intensely powerful. So you're kind of think you're kind of talking about it more as almost like a like a marketing uh, approach, like thinking of it as as a like as a product and as a as a business, and the actual like purpose behind it is way more important than the technical pieces or, or different things like that, right? I mean, it's it's down to the message, isn't it? Like you said, the audio itself, the quality, you have to have your basic quality there, basic, but yeah. It's, yeah. it's what it's delivering is what matters. It's the message, the voice, and that all comes down to, you know, who it is you're talking to, uh, you know, the message that you're giving, the, the problem you're solving for them. Like, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Like people are actually, um, we're all a bit selfish. We all want to make sure that we're getting the best use of our time. So to get somebody to listen to 30 minutes or an hour of audio, you have to tell them what's in it for them. And it can be as basic as entertainment, but actually, I mean, you guys work with coaches. For them, it's down to, you know, how can they get better at coaching? How can they get more clients? All that kind of stuff. So it's about solving those problems for them, really, and forget about try and make the tech invisible. I mean, that was kind of the whole principle behind us building Alitu, actually, is to make some parts of that tech, just try and make it as invisible as we can so that people can concentrate on what they do best which is deliver their message teach their teach their expertise yeah yeah and that, exactly i really like that that's very true yeah it's um a lot of it is well we briefly spoke about this before we hopped on this podcast but a, like a lot of it is that that very cliche word niching and mm-hmm. i think people can uh niche up like way more than they could ever possibly imagine focusing on one group of underserved people and say you know we don't have a podcast for everybody but you come come over here we got something for you specifically mm-hmm. and uh so do you want to touch on that briefly you said that you're really interested in that recently for the podcast host as well and all all that yeah, totally. I mean, we, we've kind of, we've always just talked about podcasting, really, you know, just general podcasting and tried to do answer every question in the whole industry of podcasting. Right. But more recently that it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. I think the industry's changed a bit in the last few years and it's become much more, the good thing is it's it's expanded. It's become much more professional. It's, um, you know, there's there's more money coming into podcasting. There's more big companies, more corporations, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that all is all good for the industry in most ways, but one of the downsides is that it does mean it fragments a little bit. 
suddenly you have these huge companies um, like Spotify and yeah. you know YouTube coming in as well, and all these different companies that are massive and coming in and, and sort of making waves and changing things. And it kind of makes the other side of it, the independent podcaster, a bit more, you know, it, it can make them feel a little bit kind of put aside sometimes, I think. And that's kind of where we've ended up niching down a lot in that we are all, we've always been for independent podcasters, really. We teach the independent, the, you know, the person in their basement talking yeah. about their, uh, their gaming or their, you know, their knitting or wh- whatever kind of hobby they have. Or it's people like yourselves, like coaching coaches that, you know, they're building a personal brand and they're doing it on their own and it's all built on their own reputation. Yeah. That's the kind of people that really suit the kind of teaching that we put out there. Um, so yeah, we've been kind of niching down on that content and doing much more in there and our community for example is now the IndiePod community and we've done a, a census on you know to oh, find cool. out what independent podcasters really want compared to mm-hmm. you know bigger companies or in-house podcasters or stuff like that so that's been really interesting actually it's been good fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's very cool yeah we, that makes uh, sense there, there's a, just a story that I, that I want to briefly share which I've shared a few times but I want to sure. tell you um, do you know uh f- Fatima Zaidi, do you know who that is? No, I haven't heard the name. No, she she owns Quill Podcasting or Quill Inc. Oh, yeah, Quill Inc. of course, um, I know the company. Yeah, yeah, the company. Yes, of course. So we we brought um, we brought uh, Fatima and on co-host and, she, and co-host. Yeah, Sorry. which is a, a, a hosting platform. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she told us a story about a uh, a guy who came to her wanting to start a podcast about open banking, and she says in a small country. Yeah, okay, like even sure. more niche than that, right? Yeah. yeah. And she says, nobody's going to listen to a podcast about open banking. He goes, <laughs> no, I really think that we should start this podcast. And after a bit of back and forth, finally she agreed. It's the number one podcast that Quill has ever produced. So <laughs> really? <laughs> because they were not, that was a, a group of people and an interest that was wildly underserved. Yeah. And, and I think like the more that the more that we learn about marketing because we are focusing on, on growing our company and our brand. And um, I think the biggest thing that we've realized is that being able to, to solve problems for a specific group of people is way more important than being able to do what everybody else is doing to everybody. And I mean, maybe that sounds very obvious for a lot of people. And obviously coaches are, like good coaches who have a good business behind their practice, they they know this this thing, right? Like they they niche down at the start right away, and so I yeah, think a lot of them sure. already understand that. But, um, but yeah, okay. So I think sorry, just jump yeah, in there. No, I think this, the, the really cool thing about that as well is that particularly the niching down. Po- the, a big power of podcasting is the fact that you can build such like such a connection with your audience can't you like people people feel like they get to know you and they're your friend or it's the trust and the credibility that you build with people so somebody like a coach i mean like what what would you say like an average coach charges the people that you work with like what would they charge a client well we're trying to get uh coaches who have programs that can mm-hmm. cost anywhere from 3000 to 15000 to 25000 yeah. dollars for part to be part of their program Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how many people do you need to work with to make a really good living at exactly. that stage? Right. 
like what 20 30 yeah. 40 yeah exactly. max yeah max yes <laughs> yeah so so you go super niche super tight and you might yeah. end up with only 100 200 listeners i say only i mean that's a that's a good achievement to that's make amazing, it to yeah. even yeah <laughs> but <laughs> with the power of podcasting that kind of trust that intimacy that you know that kind of friendship almost that you develop with your listeners you could convert like a quarter a half of those people mm-hmm. into customers so it's Where so cool that you can, you can kind that? of yeah, totally. Yeah, you just, exactly. You can't do that in another medium, absolutely. No, yeah. no you can't. And, and but sorry, yeah, sorry, Celine, go for I it. I do understand though that it makes people nervous to niche down. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I know from from our business, like it does make me a little bit nervous at first, and then I'm like, no, it's fine because I know all of that. But at first, like it makes me a little bit anxious for a sec. Yeah. So I understand <laughs> people when they don't want to do it. Yeah. I really yeah. get it, but it's actually really like it is better. Yeah. everyone fights it everyone yeah. fights yeah. it but, well, but as soon as you kind of demonstrate how much more likely it is that people are going to listen yeah so you might you might only have a target market of a thousand ten thousand people mm-hmm. but because you're so specific with the problems and who should listen yeah. all of them it's a no-brainer for them to listen if you're doing it well so yeah, exactly. and, yeah. and man is it ever a breath of fresh air to have a specific person that you're speaking to because yeah otherwise <laughs> it's like Oh, I got to make that. Oh, I got to make that. No, I have to go and talk about this for that type of person, but that's not going to be that. So then I got to go make that. And it's just like, no, it's complete silence. Coaches, this is what we're doing. Like yeah. block yeah. everything else Such out. Clarity. Let's just go for it. Yeah. So much yeah. clarity, right? And that for was sure. the biggest thing that happened for us. And I, and uh, it's sort of backwards. You almost imagine, well, how do I grow the biggest business? Well, serve the biggest amount of people. And it's like, actually serve a small amount of people, but really well, that yeah. will grow yeah. it, right? And like yeah. you said, we, we don't need, uh, we don't need very many clients at all. We, we, in order for our business to be perfect, it's, it's actually a, a small number. And, uh, that's really cool because, well, even coaching now is a huge, huge Market. industry yeah. because I mean, even you're a coach, right? Like we're, we're coaches mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're an online educator with some type of personal brand, then I think you could label yourself as a coach. And that's where, that's where our business coach who helps coaches he went even deeper and now he only helps, you know, health-based entrepreneurs in the coaching world, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like some people in his program, he helps people design high-ticket offers. And some people in his program only work with a, you know, group of women with a specific type of rare illness, right? And that may only be like a handful of people. But also, I think the other thing is that you'll gravitate towards helping the people where it's most meaningful for you. So if you are somebody who's experienced that illness yourself, well, then you know firsthand that you have something that you can connect with an audience on in that in that way. Or um, that can be applied to a lot of things. I think people go yeah, through something, totally have a life change, realize that they learned a lot and that they don't want other people to struggle the way they did. And then that's that's their life now at that point. I, you know, that story, you see, you see that story a lot of people doing complete life shifts. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And, and if you can help with that life shift, there's nothing, nothing more satisfying than actually helping somebody enable that. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> so why don't we get into uh, the next thing here, which, which is another one of your podcast episodes. And I figure uh, we should, we should link your episodes for each part in the show notes, right, Celine, so that we can, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, you'll go more into depth in those. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually listened to this one while I was working out. Little, little podcast nice. plug there. You can <laughs> listen while you're working out. 
Um, she listens to music. I listen to podcasts. So I don't of, like doing that. Some yeah, type exactly. of nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but how how can people measure downloads? Because in your episode, you were talking about how different hosts have different ways of qualifying listeners and downloads and f- different filters and then there's bots that can get involved so mm. do downloads really mean your listener numbers yeah it's really tricky um and as we kind of yeah <laughs> we had to dive into this pretty deep when we started building hosting into alitu as well it's just it's so crazy oh, how God. how it changes because you're your download is essentially just somebody is grabbing the file off the web. And I mean, what um, apps do you guys use to listen to podcasts? I have interest. Spotify, 100%. Your Spotify? Um, yeah. Apple. Apple, yeah. So yeah. both of them, Spotify is a bit of a funny one, actually. It works a little bit different. It changes the downloads even even more. So I'll talk oh, about great. that in a sec. But great. like Apple Pods, you can set it up to to download the episode automatically, can't you? So yeah. Celine, yeah. you're subscribe to what 10 15 20 shows yeah and do you download. listen to yeah I do you listen to all to the all. episodes no <laughs> so that's the thing like it'll download every single one of those episodes and give you a download credit for each one but it doesn't mean that somebody's listened which is a really tricky thing and this is something people are really trying to sort in the industry it's one of the biggest problems just now is how do you get real listener numbers um apple actually give you so one way you can get a measure on this is that apple Podcast Connect, they call it, is the kind of Apple dashboard. So when you submit your podcast to Apple, uh, they'll list it in the Apple Podcast directory. And you can go into Apple Podcast Connect and look at the trends there. And you can actually see how much people have listened through. And it's one of the only platforms that allows that. Um, And Apple Podcast, luckily enough, has a fair bit of volume, anything from maybe a quarter to a third of listens overall. So that's a lot of people listening. So it's a good sort of indication of the trends. So that's really cool. But yeah, a, a download doesn't quite count for a listen um, in many cases. And yeah, that's even going into all of the bots and all the that bots. kind of stuff. Like there's so much like, oh. there's so much rubbish. <laughs> well, yeah, was, yeah. You essentially said that like some platforms have better filters to filter bots yeah. and some yeah. have less. And so yeah. you'd mentioned that somebody can go from having 150 downloads an episode to having like 50 just after they switched platforms yeah. and then think that, you know, something went wrong. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because it's it's even it's not even um, sort of malicious ones in many ways. It's it's bots or automations that are just checking that the episode is there, checking right. that there's a new episode. They're like, oh, is there a file there? Right, okay, we can deliver this to the user. Oh, um, that's and so there's just there's loads of reasons why people do it, yeah. but that still mean that we as hosts have to filter it out because it doesn't count as even a download never mind a listen because <laughs> well, it's only like I, a tiny proportion of the file so yeah yeah so what i often hear is people say oh the download doesn't mean to listen so they think that the listens are more than the downloads because not everybody oh, yeah. downloads right no no it's that well is no, also it's, true but yeah. i think but then i don't know why oh, nobody has ever point. talked Wait. about this i have never I have never heard a podcast episode about the topic, and I loved that episode of you guys. Like, loved it. Yes, and we both did. I feel kind of silly cool. for not thinking about it myself because if you think about any other platform, like even Instagram, people were buying their followers. People mm-hmm. are. Why yeah. wouldn't it happen in podcast podcasting, yeah. right? And so I was like, yeah. "Damn, there, there's a whole. <laughs> th- this is a whole thing." But but yeah. wait, you made yeah. a good point. You said. Like, I have never downloaded a podcast episode in my life. 
I listen to everything live on the go. It yeah, uses up my stream. data. I have tons of data. I just want yeah. it when I want it, and I don't want any questions about it. <laughs> so, so that still that counts do? as a download. Yeah. So that's it. Still it's just counts. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're still downloading the file, so you're still downloading the data. It's just that you call it <laughs> because it's uh, you know on the go one. You call it a stream, but it's still download. It's just downloading it over you know like live essentially. So yeah, that still counts. Good to know. How, man, can we like cut <laughs> that out? How can I that. own a, a podcast company and not know that? Yeah, I had no idea. But <laughs> oh, I had no idea geez. about the box. No, no, that, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like all of this stuff is really quite technical. It's not, it's not yes. obvious. It's not intuitive at all. So yes, yeah, don't, right. don't feel silly about that at I all. Do, like I do feel so a little bit, here. but, but there's like, like, I mean, like you said, like just, there's so many pieces of, of this industry, of any industry and becoming an expert on every single thing is, uh, well, it's it's impossible, but this is yeah, why we have so. these conversations. I'm mm-hmm. really, really happy we brought you on. Um, cool. Yeah, we've actually we've <laughs> been bringing on. We have two guests that we bring on now. Two types of guests. One is the coach slash podcaster to talk about insights of how they built the platform that they did and how it's helped their coaching practice. Oh yeah, and cool. two podcast industry people because we love that like we just love yeah. that absolutely adore that because uh, i feel like today i could literally ask you anything and you would know the answer and that's yeah. so cool totally it's crazy well, i appreciate you thinking that but it's probably not true <laughs> no i think that's true i really do yeah of course um no well, i didn't know the answer to that necessarily a year ago that's only like you're learning in the last year since we've yeah, had but to I dive right, into the okay, hosting, well, that, so, like yeah, never yeah, heard about yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I was going to ask, so, okay, how how do you personally prepare with an interview? Maybe you don't have to go too much into depth, but before hopping on a call with somebody, uh, what do you recommend doing? Yeah, good question. And and you you mentioned, you hinted that before we got on the call here. It's probably not what we did, yeah, <laughs> which is bet. true. Yeah. You bet. Uh, <laughs> we usually do it differently, though. I don't know if yeah. we, we do. We, we just had a bit of a... Oh, no, that was, yeah. that was not a dig at you guys at all. It was more what I should have done, actually, in terms of preparing for them. But it's when, <laughs> I think when you're... So anyway, let's go into what I think is a good idea. The good idea is actually like the way to, what's your goal as a person that goes on a, on a show like this, like I'm on your show, yeah. the goal is to give as much value as you can so that your listeners think that I'm great and then yeah. want to follow up on the stuff that I have done potentially. Yeah. So the whole point is that I want to teach them something. I want to make it something different. I want to make it different from every other how to start a podcast episode. And the best way to do that, I think, which a lot of people miss out on, is actually doing a bit of prep themselves and sending through some notes. Oh, like being I often a guest recommend sending notes. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. The, okay. I think the guest. Gotcha. It's it's your onus as the guest, I think, to okay. actually make sure that that episode is going to be great. And a big part of the way you can do that is make sure that you tell the host. So I tell you, what do I think differently? about this industry or this topic or how do I teach this differently? Like what are my unique views on this? Mm-hmm. So I'll often send through maybe three to five bullet points of here's like here's three to five things that I like to teach that I know always go down well with audiences like yours. Um and I know that not many other people talk about. Sure. Because the trouble is if you don't take that move, if you don't take that effort, then quite often the person that's interviewing, and this is partly the reason why I don't do it with you guys, uh, because quite often the person interviewing you is not an expert in your area. 
Whereas you guys know podcasting, so that's yeah. fine. So you know the kind of interesting things to ask. Yes. But on a lot of shows you go on, they won't know what to ask you because it's not their expertise. They'll oh, just course. ask you the bog standard basic stuff that everyone asks about podcasting on every other ah, show. I see what you're saying. Do you get yeah. me? So it's like, it's your job as the, as the expert in that area, I think, to make sure that that host unearths you know, the interesting parts, the unique mm-hmm. parts, the really yeah. compelling parts. And and you as the expert as well, you're the one that knows the stuff that really kind of gets people going. You know, the thing that's mm-hmm. really a light bulb moment for that area. Like yeah. your coaches that come on, every one of them will know like two or three things that they teach that right. really makes people's eyes go, you know, this is something that's like really blows their mind. Yep. Yeah. So as the guest, it's your job, I think, to to reach out and make sure that way is paved so that the person can interview you well. Um, and that can even include, actually, I think, like having two or three stories that you have offhand that you say to them, look, here's a couple of stories that I have that are maybe two, three, four minutes long that always go down well. It always kind of gets a little light bulb moment as well. So here's a prompt question that you can ask me at some point during the interview that means that I can launch into this story in a really normal, natural way. So so um, let me let me ask you then. Yeah, yeah. So then let's say that you are a more proactive host, organizational mm-hmm. kind of minded, you could just then send uh, like a Google intake form with those prompts, but from the other end, do you have any stories that you like talking about? Are, and, you know, are there prompt questions that we can ask you for those stories? Or do you have Absolutely. unique insights, two to three unique insights that will make this episode different from every other podcast discussion episode or, or of that that type of thing, right? Because we, we have yeah. our clients uh, use a template of a Google intake form that that we use that we actually mm-hmm. didn't send you, uh, which was, <laughs> we're, we're working with a new virtual assistant and we're having a, just some growing pains that she yeah, just started. Sure. So, uh, but, but yeah, so maybe you could have a, an intake form that has those things and then you hop on and you just pull it up on, on your screen and then you know exactly what you're doing and you feel more calm and ready for your interview, not just like, you know, hopping into it type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it, isn't it? You either have to spend, in fact, you probably need to do both. I was going to say you either have to spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes listening to uh, some clips from interviews they've done before or reading up on them so that you can really kind of tailor those interview questions. Mm-hmm. Or you can, well, or and, you can actually do that inter- intake form as well to really get yeah. their opinions on yeah. what, to, what to cover. So, yeah, I think there's a lot more. People always think of interviews as kind of the easy way to create content. But it always leads to a really average show. Like yeah, interviews are, are really easy to do in an easy way, but it ends up with crappy content, basically. Oh, yeah. So, so, you, yeah. so to, to counter yeah. that, to counter that then, in your words, what do you have to do to not make it a every day, every show? Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's to, it's to pull out those insights. It's to pull out those unique things. It's to mm-hmm. make it so that the person that you bring on actually says something that they've never said before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Something, and I feel I like, that. What, sorry, I totally cut you off. I was going to say, um, with you, we've listened to you so many times that it's it's easier, I think. I was going to say and, that. Yeah, but I, I really have to say something now. So um, what are three things that you think nobody talks about in the podcasting industry? I just want to know because I'm sure you you know something <laughs> that nobody talks about. <laughs> well, I mean, 
do you mean like because people are avoiding it because it's a kind of a secret subject? It can, can be what, anything. Can like be anything. underrated or like just yeah, just something that. Yeah. What are your unique? Yeah, yeah. Because we should have done I'm that so before. Curious. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, one of them, one of the things that I bang on about, and I still don't hear enough people talking about it, is the idea of using seasons in podcasting. Yeah, I love and other, that you got to that. Yeah. yeah, other people do. Like, it's not totally unique, but it's like I still think it's such an undervalued and mm. such an underused method to create consistency in podcasting um because you're so much kind of more planning ahead and you can batch yes. process so much more and but it's also actually a real boon for your listeners as well because if you put together a season's worth of content you take a subject you split it into you know eight or ten or twelve episodes and every one of those episodes links together. You know, one episode leads to the next, leads to the next. It's building episode to episode. Yeah. As opposed to your average podcast, which mm. talks about something different every single episode, uh, from beginner to expert. It's, <laughs> I sometimes um, liken it to, you know, if you turned up at, at school one day, uh, you signed up for a physics course, and the first day you've got, like, you know, basic edition, and then you've got, uh, you know, um, cosmology, and then you've got, like, just adding up again and then yeah. you've got like general relativity it's like jumping around and levels and subjects and stuff it's yeah. just not how people learn or develop very true. So, yeah that's very true yeah so like a thinking of it as a season um you drag your listener through so much more compellingly so they listen to more episodes mm -hmm. you give them more value because they're learning more effectively as well and all of that turns them into more loyal more long-term listeners oh for um, sure so yeah it helps it helps the the podcaster and the listener equally i yeah. think yeah. And I was, I was a teacher as well. Like I was a oh, teacher cool. in elementary school, but still a teacher. <laughs> in Italy. And, um, yeah, I, that's funny, right? We're trying to teach people something, but it's actually completely all over the place. Dis yeah. Disorganized. Nobody would ever yeah. do that. Why exactly. would you do that? Yeah. And, and you yeah. can never go back. Like it's so hard for a listener to come along and find a show with a hundred episodes and think, right, where do I start? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to listen to a hundred episodes but there's no kind of structure here. So I can't really dive in at any point, but yeah. if you have it you know, organized into seasons, you've, mm. you've got maybe seven or eight seasons rather than a hundred episodes. Each of the seven or eight seasons covers one subject, which if you've done your job right, is one of their biggest pains because mm -hmm. it's, you know, yeah. it's your audience. Oh, Every great... season should be solving one big pain yeah. so they can yeah. jump in so much more easily. I have a, uh... I was talking with a client yesterday. I was actually out playing spike ball in, on the beach with one of our um, clients who's also our business coach. And he was saying to me, he was saying, oh, I, I, I saw this thing where uh, there was like a 12 episode season that some podcaster had sort of lined up. And it was 12 different guests who were quite, you know, large name guests because this person was quite well established within their industry. And he said... They just put a post up with all the all the pictures and names and sort of were building up or generating some kind of excitement or hype for the season ahead. And I thought, that's a great idea. You could treat your podcast more like a, you know, an, a structured, like almost like a TV series or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. so what do you think about that? I mean, putting like planning, you know, eight guests ahead, mm -hmm. having everything scheduled so that it works out that way. and 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 kind of advertising a a season and generating excitement for that beforehand is that sort of what you're talking about yeah. well that's one of the other benefits of it absolutely the fact that you're the planning side of things you know like a lot of the 
a lot of the pains in podcasting, or one of the biggest pains in podcasting, is turning up on that Monday morning and thinking, right, what am I going to talk about this week? Oh, like, what, what are we going to? I need to think of a topic here. Yeah, that's terrible. Whereas, if you're taking a seasons-based approach, you sit down for maybe thirty minutes you know, one day and you think, right, what's the next big topic I'm going to tackle? You take a question that your clients, your your students, your whatever it is, is asking, and then you break it down. You think like for us, maybe it's um, podcasting equipment. Like how do you choose your podcasting equipment? So I start thinking, right, I've got um, microphones, I've got mixers, uh, I've got software, I've got, um, you know, all sorts of other things. And then I think, right, can I break this down anymore? Microphones, nah, I could do dynamic condenser, but nah, that's probably all one. Software though, oh, I could do recording and editing separately. So there's split them into, and you end up with this plan for eight, 10, 12 episodes, whatever it might be, yeah. that you have ahead of time. Then you can put some flesh in those bones. Like you can kind of say for every episode, maybe make five, 10 bullet points. Yeah. And suddenly after 30 minutes worth of work, you've got a plan for three months worth of content. Yeah. So you just sit down on the Monday morning instead of thinking, oh, what's my topic? Mm-hmm. You've got this plan in front of you and you just sit down and record it. It's so much better, so much easier. So yeah, it's just, it makes that kind of much more, well, so the other part of it, just what you mentioned there, Justin, was around the the planning ahead. Mm-hmm. So once you've done that, you can then go out and you can find a guest for everyone you can then go and record it. Right. You can record them all if you like. During your season break, maybe it's a month or two, and then you can promote it all really effectively. Yeah. Um, and equally yeah, post as well. Yeah, cool. Well, even after that as well, like I think a big thing that podcasters don't do well enough is, you know, try and promote their old content. It's, it's all about the current episode, you know, your most recent yeah. episode. But if you've got seasons, you've got this much kind of, there's something about them being bigger, chunkier pieces of content. Yeah, they makes have, it worthwhile. They more, they're they're like more respected that way. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just feel more substantial in yes. some way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like six months down the line, you can say, "Oh, remember that we we once did a season about podcast equipment. It covers mm-hmm. everything you need to know about choosing your equipment." Yeah, and you yeah. can put out some clips about it, so you can go back and promote it again. Mm-hmm. So, and and, about and that. even on top of that, there's the there's the whole thing of. You know, if if you are running a, a business and you're trying to save yourself time and you're always answering the same questions over yeah. and over again, the same like yep. 20 questions, what's this, what's this, what's this? And you're doing, you're doing the same emails and all these things. I think that there's a huge potential to just send a, you know, a podcast episode with a timestamp yep. on when that thing was discussed or, or just send the whole episode and, and you don't even have to send it if you have a VA and they can then <laughs> answer they can answer your clients' questions with your voice by sending the podcast episode. So it's like yeah. outsourcing your troubleshooting without actually outsourcing it because it's still you. So there's <laughs> yeah. there's Indeed. another added benefit of doing of doing a season based approach because you can yeah. better organize everything and 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 like you said, I think it really allows you to go kind of deeper into into certain topics rather than equipment as one topic. Okay, let's touch on everything or. Mm equipment boom 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 you know and then you've got a plan ahead of you and i love that and that's really key as well like your listeners want the detail they don't want you to skim over like you sometimes you have a fear you talk about a topic and you think well i can't just cover microphones i want to recover all the equipment but instead you just go really deep that's what you want to cover you want to cover the whole thing like from back to front that's true because if i'm looking to buy something new i will not watch an overall video but i will or like listen to a podcast but i will like Mm. listen to something that's really specific Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's something really cool about the, you were talking about repurposing earlier on as well. Like yeah. You guys do that really well. I mean, a season is something that can be really nicely repurposed because of the chunkiness of it. Yeah. Like you can take, 
10 episodes and you can turn that into a little you know audiobook that you stitch together Absolutely. and do a little bit of production around it and then it's a download and it's mm-hmm. it's repurposed for we we actually we don't do this so much anymore because we've kind of um I just don't have them listed anymore but people used to find it really valuable even if we just took you know 12 of our blog posts and stitched them into an ebook and they would actually pay like a dollar or two dollars or something for more than that to be honest like yeah. ten dollars we'd sell that for sometimes yeah because people like the convenience of it turned oh, into something that's just really easily you know easily consumed or yeah. or even it's just you know we've taken the time to collate a set of things together for them um, yeah. So there's something about that. Like seasons are like that. You're collating the information for you. You can then turn it into a an ebook, turn it into a course, turn yeah. it into an audiobook. There's all sorts and, of stuff. And, you can do and with you're it. learning as you're researching and talking, and you are also uh, compiling a bunch of information that'll really prove to everybody who looks at you online that you are an expert. Because how could you not yeah. be an expert talking yeah. an hour about microphones? Well. If you weren't an expert before, then you probably were after doing the research for the, the podcast <laughs> episode. So Indeed. Um, so we'll we'll sort of wind it down with with uh, one more question, which is sort of more of a conceptual question. A lot of these mm-hmm. were kind of just actionable tips, but I would really like to hear if you think that there are any paradigm shifts, sort of changes that are approaching in the near future, maybe to do with AI or... Um, some type of new technology, podcast technology, who knows? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I think there's a couple of things in my mind at the moment. One is around AI, certainly. One is around video in podcasting as well. I think to do the video one first, I think there's a there's been a big kind of growth in hype around video in the last couple of years um youtube is coming to podcasting more as well and there's so much there's more tools many more tools a lot more money come into that video side of it as well Mm -hmm. there's something i don't know it's always troubled me a bit in that podcasting kind of grew up around that kind of intimacy the the sharing your message all that stuff a lot of which i think is lost by the video side of things and also just the simple fact that video does work really well for some shows, for sure. Like some shows make it work really well, but the ones that make it work really well and do really well with it are the ones that actually put a lot more effort into the production value. Yeah. They've got a couple of cameras or they've got a background mm-hmm. and great lighting and they think about the visuals and it is visual first, Yeah, which is not like most of the podcasts. Like the three of us are just sitting here looking at, you know, webcam vid- uh, visuals, which yeah. are fine, but they're not like compelling for an hour to no, watch no no not they? to actually watch no you know <laughs> yeah. you're, you're very right about that that's why i think like i will never watch a full podcast i like the clips but i will never yeah. watch the whole yeah, thing i will always still neither. listen i love the listening yeah. medium that's yeah i don't yeah. think i've ever exactly. watched a podcast me neither but no. and and saying that which is really interesting i know that podcast is like the number one medium that gets like listened through the most Mm-hmm. compared yep. to other things like and we just started uploading our podcast to youtube and we haven't done any promotion on it or anything and we get like 15 15 views or something like that yeah. 15 20 yeah. views like nothing nothing but the drop-off rate is so sh- like they drop off after yeah four minutes almost immediately yeah <laughs> yeah Absolutely. like and yeah. i'm like wow it's <laughs> barely yeah. the intro <laughs> But yeah. this is like, right, this goes to show that like the podcasting itself, like just the audio works so much better mm-hmm. because I will listen while I'm like walking or doing yeah, you something. You can't watch while you're doing yeah. something. Exactly. Usually. So it, yeah. 
That that's it. It's, it just it worries me because I think the I think the real value of the podcasting medium is that people can get their message out. They can teach. They can inspire. They can motivate really really easily. It's so simple to get behind a mic. You can have a script in front of you. You don't have to worry about your hair and your lights and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can just speak, and it's yeah. it's just so simple. So simple. Yeah, and that's very easy. true. And I think the the hype, the push, and I've seen this actually, it's not I think, I've seen this with many podcasters that just haven't started because they feel that pressure to be adding video in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even it's not even only the confidence side of things, like the look and the not being able to rely on a script and all that kind of stuff. It's it's even just all the extra work around being so able to much extra you know, work. Of course. repurpose to different platforms yes. and pick out the video clips mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think there's going to be a bit of a backlash against that. And people mm-hmm. will be more honest about the fact that you know, video just didn't work, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're growing our audio, yeah. but the video just didn't grow anything at all. And there'll, of course, be people that make it work. There always will be. And that's great. But I think there'll be a backlash and a kind of uh, an acceptance that actually most people are doing better just with yeah. audio on its yeah. own. Yeah, for, I mean, for our niche, the coaches, they really struggle to create that video content. So they really? need yeah. the clips. They, they need to get off the, the rat wheel. Right? Of, they of need constantly. the Instagram content and yes. TikTok and all of that. Yeah. So that's, that's the main reason. But it's not the full video, really. No. It's, it's the yeah. clips, Take or leave the right? full video. Uh, exactly. But, it's, it, but yeah. then... Um, my dad didn't even know what a podcast was. Oh, yeah, though sure. he was lis- not listening, he was putting them on the TV, like streaming them on the TV from YouTube and just walking around the house and listening. Didn't know that it was a podcast. I told him we have a podcast production company. He was like, what is that? It's and I'm like, no, demographic. listen to that. Don't worry, my mom's the same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different demographic who knows YouTube and doesn't yeah. use streaming platforms yes and so they use it that's funny they will actually watch like they don't even watch they just put it it's just the one they're familiar with youtube i feel like the older generation is more familiar with youtube than other things i mean i think that's kind of uh it's an indictment of the kind of state of podcasting in general isn't it that it's it's just more hard to listen to and it's a bigger barrier to listen as well youtube you pull out your laptop you watch something good on there but like there's uh, I mean, that's that's the place where YouTube maybe has a place in podcasting. That's it's just what the simple I always think. fact yeah. that it helps people find it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. how, how would you just listen to a podcast on a computer? Yeah. There's like there's a few ways you can do it, but there's no real kind of obvious one place. There, you're very so, right about that. Yeah. 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 So, so I you do have think to convince that, that your, is the one place where YouTube has yeah. 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 is valuable. But otherwise, you have to convince your, your mum or your dad or your grandpa or whatever to like buy a pair of headphones, plug yeah. them into a phone, download an app specifically for podcasting, mm-hmm. yeah, or at least I, show them where the podcast app is and, on Apple or whatever. And it's just, there's there's a lot of barriers. That's the trouble. That's why we've always been a yeah. slow-growing medium. You're right. As yeah. opposed to a, a and I live stick, far yeah. away from home. I try to explain to them that they have iPhones, <laughs> that they can listen on Apple Podcasts. They, no. they want to listen to our podcast, right? Like, cause, you know. Yeah, but it, no, it did not work. I don't think they figured it out. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's hilarious! Next time, yep. <laughs> well, Colin, this is this is. I mean, these are all fun, but this one was particularly super, super fun. I really, yeah. I'm I'm always surprised by how much I love doing these interviews because we really started our podcast because uh, we were struggling to create valuable content for people and 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 show our our expertise and spread our message and. And we, you know, we're just trying to focus on our business, not, not sit around creating content all day. And this podcast was just the, kind of the solution to outsourcing personal brand content. And, yeah. but like, 
you know, we're 15 episodes in now. This is our 15th episode, so we're still like yeah. pretty new, but cool. we're, still uh, but we're, we're making it work. And, and I really, I really enjoy all these interviews and I've, I always learn a ton. I, I think this is a really valuable episode for, for anybody. Well, for, for people who don't know, like Colin is a celebrity in the podcasting world. Like I, I, yes. I, I know Colin, I know your voice so well. I've listened to probably 50 hours. I I used to have a really long drive to my parents' house from where I was living when I was going to university. And I was I was listening to the podcast for two hours every single time back and forth. And um and then I actually dropped out of school because I was spending too much time working on my podcasting business and my music stuff as well. Oh, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but I think, yeah, you, you've made an awesome impact. You just attacked the world of podcasting and totally came out on as a as a leader. And and uh, and there's also just a sense that you really love doing this. Like it's so much not just the business, but it's also just like you're a teacher and you 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 want to to see that your your message is landing and that people are learning. And um, yeah, we're both me and Selena are great examples of that being yep true hundred percent yeah. Well, I really, really appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. Um, and yeah, I, 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 even like 12, 13 years in, I still love the whole medium. Like I still listen to as many podcasts. My wife uh, sometimes um, has to pull the ear pods out of my ears to <laughs> get me back in the real world still. So yeah, I'm, I'm just always honoured to be able to help people to create more of these shows that I love. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I never thought I'd be here 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. Yeah. It, life takes you wherever it's, wherever you're supposed to go, I guess. That's how it seems yeah, with most people indeed. who do great things. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we will, we will link everything. We won't make you say all your links and everything. Everything will be all perfectly linked in the show notes and find Colin everywhere. We've also said what you do like 20 times and list all <laughs> sorts of things. But Podcraft is a awesome, awesome resource. And um, Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah. So, okay. So, thank you for coming on and enjoy the rest thank of your day. You. No, thank you for the invite and uh, good luck with the rest of the show and the company and everything. I think you guys are doing a, a great job so far. I'm sure it'll continue to grow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's great to hear.